Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This wonderful music was created by our son, Douglas Pinsky. And- you can find his music on drdrew.com. Ah, you can actually have podcast music made via Douglas Pinsky by going to drdrew.com. And I think it's called musicforpod.com. Okay. And here's an example of it. It's fucking Swole Patrol. It's the Swole Patrol. We're a patrol and we're swole. And we're super buff. Mark Bell is our guest. And he's super Jackie Bench. Presses more than you. I can guarantee he founded the Slingshot. And the super training gym up north. And he's really buff. And I bet he has teeny balls but a giant penis. Because he is huge. And he's veiny. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. That, everyone. Does it get wow. better every time? No. That ending oh. is good. <laughs> Do you end with a yeah? Yeah. Like that all, all the yeah. time. That's kind of your deal. Woo. Yeah. yeah. That's so marvelous. That was fantastic. <laughs> well, Unfortunately, it leaves us with nothing to talk about. You no. Covered, you Mark, covered it all. Mark Bell is our guest. Uh, earlier in the Swole Patrol uh, timeline, we had your brother, Chris. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's a pleasure to have you. There's plenty to talk about with There's you. There's lots. I don't even know where to start. First thing we did was start eating sausage and steak together. You too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I he's, took the whole sausage. He's in the carnivore zone. Oh, no. They're, they're, he is a, uh, uh, the general in the war on fat. Or excuse me, the war on carbs. The war on carbs. That's well, right. and we both looked Grand at each Master other. General. He said something that jumped out at me. He goes, it's weird. It's weird how well it works. I go, I know. I, can't, I don't get it. It's bizarre. If I, if I had talked to me yeah. today, I wouldn't believe what I would well, tell myself. Okay. And I'm gonna, it's, we're talking about uh, drastically reducing carbohydrate intake, upping the, the dietary fat. Uh, the carnivore diet, ketogenic diet, any of Anabolic these kind diet. of in this world. Yeah. Um, I, I suspect certain things as to why it works so well. And Drew, For the please, two of us? For humans, uh, um, correct me if I say anything that sounds yeah, to your yeah, scientific yeah. mind like no, bullshit. No, I think more so than there's some secret to it, I think it is an incredibly great way to control bad habits. It's incredibly satiating. Uh, it, it gives you a, a very simple kind of rubric to follow. However, I, I agree with all of that, yeah. which makes it nice. Yeah. But the – the actual calories being consumed are pretty intense. You think that though? Is it? No, do you I think, think you're? I'm, do you think, think you're hypocaloric? Hypercaloric. I think. I'm I mean, you hyper. You yeah, think you're, I you're, do. You do. Okay. I do. I, I think. I, I certainly more than my natural intake would be. All right. By by a large margin, and what I have found is, rather than you know having to out loosen my belt, <laughs> if I overeat, I just lift more weight. Yeah. Which is insane. <laughs> That's insane. 
Yeah. Well, talk about lifting more weights. You're sitting next to a guy who, outside of maybe uh, Louis Simmons, who we've talked about earlier, is the guy to go to, Dr. Drew. I see that. And I'm I'm very excited about, you know, what we're going to do after this podcast is – we're gonna walk downstairs. And I'm gonna have Mark oh, what's Bell downstairs. Well, I have a that's gym. that's, I that's oh, Drew's right. swole compound. Yeah. Okay. And I want I want you to to instruct <laughs> Drew. Compound. We need a big sign over this. Is swole compound. I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to instruct Drew uh, because the he's drapes. I want he's the big recently. <laughs> he's recently gotten into after years of me trying to push him to do it. He's very recently gotten gotten into uh, squatting and deadlifting. That's so. fucking awesome. Yeah. 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 The basic movements. Well, yeah. no, because I I have a tender back and i was nervous to do it and I, yeah. I never was it's not a good movement for me it's never been a strong movement for me but i thought all right i'm just gonna push it and and the deadlift has been an important feature of i'll say this i've said it again you know i've said it time and time again people's backs uh don't hurt from deadlifting they hurt because they're a pussy yeah <laughs> you need you need you need to I, deadlift I, yeah. you have to strengthen your lower back and you might not have to deadlift with a traditional barbell but you got to figure out some way uh to stimulate the spine you got to figure out some way some to train now train a lower back so you though, can use a hex bar or you can deadlift in some different ways let me say though uh, not from the deadlifts I, I i think i'm doing really good form and i think i don't feel anything i didn't lightheaded after i do a heavy one yeah but but uh i have back pain at night mm. lately pushing the weight on the squats you're saying you need a massage no, I'm saying maybe oh. I need some instruction. He needs an yeah. internal massage yeah. in the third lumbar with, <laughs> with fat and meaty dick. I think uh, I think sometimes what happens. Right, we think... are we are officially going to have no female listeners. Officially, Mike. Well done. Uh, no female. They might listen like to listening to the podcast. Hopefully, we make up for it with gay male listeners. <laughs> That's my goal. Girls might you know eavesdrop in like they're listening to some locker room talk. Yeah. I mean, listen, Drew. Right. How many times yeah. has your wife said? You look over her and you go, that's it. Mike's crossed the line, right? And she goes, no, that was fantastic. I think that was quite funny. So thank you. All right. I'll answer yeah. for her. I, I, then what do I say? Don't laugh. Let's, Don't talk, laugh let's talk serious business. We can't waste yeah, our yeah. entire yeah, time yeah, yeah, just yeah. bullshitting yeah, around. Yeah. I want to add one more thing to the yeah. lower back uh, thing. So Please. a lot of times we get excited about a diet. We get excited about training. And we just dive right in and we do a little too much. So. Yep. You know, you, you might start squatting and deadlifting, and you're forgetting the fact that you have never squatted and deadlifted before. Right. And all of a sudden, you're doing 10 sets of 10 or 5 sets of 8 or some huge amount of volume. It's like you could probably do one set and be fine. Yeah. You probably push yourself to a pretty hard limit on a scale of 1 to 10, push yourself to a 6 or a 7. If that's the first time you ever did it, consider that a victory and move on to some other exercises. Get in and out of those exercises quickly. The longer time that you spend on them, the more damaging they're going to be. Uh, uh, the, my back pain came after I was pushing the weight. Yeah. I, I've been at it for a while. And, and we see the weight. same thing in diet. Yeah. You know, I've been preaching a ketogenic diet. I've been on a ketogenic style diet on and off since the mid nineties. Uh, I wrote a book recently called the war on carbs. And when I Tell people to get on this diet. I tell them every single time, don't start in a caloric deficit. Don't try to eat less. Yeah. Don't try to use intermittent fasting. Yeah. Intermittent fasting is great, and so is a ketogenic diet, but you don't need to start that way. Right. That's way too extreme to start out of the game. Too much rate. too soon. Well, no, yeah. I, did, I had this feeling that that's exactly what my experience was uh, when I, I was really eating a lot at the beginning. And I thought, nah, I kind of dial it down now. I can, yeah. I, can, I, can, I can start to control the calories a little better. Key words, control. Weeks. He said yeah. control. Now, you're saying yeah. that's 100% what yeah. the issue is with dieting. Where did, the, where did the war on carbs start? I mean, I would imagine because you're a, a high-level powerlifter or at times had been – I mean, world-class powerlifter. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of lifestyle changes from powerlifters starts yeah. with injury. Right. Is, is, is that the case here? 
Yeah, you know, I took a, a bad tumble with a thousand eighty five on my back in a squat. Oh, good times. And uh, it, it changed my life forever because it was something where I was like, man, like I know that the shit I'm doing is extreme, but that made me really realize like this is life or death situation. Sometimes, mm-hmm. what, what uh, it's described, I can't even imagine what happened. I mean, yeah, there's video of it too if you look if you look it up. But uh, uh, I fell with a thousand eighty five on my back. I was doing a squat. Um, at the time my strength was through the roof. I squatted 1100 pounds in training. Everything was going really well. Uh, I got ready for this powerlifting meet and I wanted to gain a bunch of weight before the contest, which was a huge mistake. Uh, anybody that's an athlete knows that you shouldn't make any big changes, uh, you know, prior, prior to competition, you shouldn't really make any changes. So I gained a bunch of weight going into competition and, uh, my uh, my circulation was not great. My I had my knee wraps cranked on and everything like that, and because of that, I didn't have a lot of feeling in my leg. And I'm like, oh fucking, you know, like I, I'm here. I'm in the meet now. Like yeah. I squatted a thousand thirty five uh, faster than you can get up off this couch. And I was like, all right, it's on. I feel good. Went on to do the next one, and that loss of feeling in my right leg made my knee shoot in, and it made the other knee shoot outward towards the rack, Uh-oh. and uh, then I just I kind of fell forward. Um, and then from there, um, I was fucked up for like three months With what? Uh, after that. Just I, I never even went to the doctor. Uh. You know, no offense, but I don't I don't like going to the fucking no, doctor. Like Doctors either. don't like going don't to like the doctor. Yeah, yeah. I I fucking just I just I hate it, and so. Um, I ended up going to a friend of mine. He was like, you know what, man? You get an MRI. You're getting these you know, scans done. He's knee like, or back? He's like, you already know your knee is fucked yeah, up. Yeah, what yeah. is it going to do? You know. And so uh, it was mainly my knee that was jacked up, not my lower back. And my ankle was kind of jacked up. And so at that time, I was like, you know what? You're just fucking fat. I ballooned up to 330 pounds <laughs> wow. uh, in my effort to try to be the strongest person on the planet. I uh, bench pressed over 854 pounds. Nice. Hit this, a lot of the goals. Was this the strongman competition you were doing? It- Powerlifting meets. You know, power It's different is- than the – what's the one that the video – the Yeah, Netflix World's series. Strongest yeah, Man is a whole other thing different. where they're picking up those big ass yeah, stones yeah. and shit. I, I'm not six eight and I can't compete with those guys. Those guys are on another those guys are on another planet. It's really cool to watch what they do. But uh powerlifting is squat, bench, deadlift, and uh that's what I was trying to be the best in the world at. And when I fell, I kinda realized, you know what? I pretty much did a lot of the things I want to do. I need to be more responsible. I have children, I have a wife, I need to I need to try to back away from this. And then it was hard. It was really hard to get rid of those carbohydrates, and you don't realize how addicting they can be. Well, was it addicting? To the, was the carb intake addicting, or was having these huge totals addicting? Because I would imagine yeah, carbs. that's both. It's got to no, carbs. but really, really, you don't though, have that. We have it. No, I, I do. I'm a human being. I like eating cake yeah, and pizza. The, eh. But what I what I what I don't have, and what you don't have, Drew, is the 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 self gratification of being. In top one percent of something, right, right. No, that, know, that and, and that me. that had right. to be so yeah. exhilarating. Because look, I'll pull five hundred pounds. I feel like I'm the king of the world. Right. I can imagine what it's like to win a competition and have that just that oh. surge. You know, no, you're one hundred percent right. I was definitely addicted to a lot of that. Yeah. And uh, it took me a long time to even realize that. But getting hurt in that way, and uh, almost like not being able to come back, it was it was really really hard to come back. It took me. It took me over a year to be able to squat properly again, and then it was like I was squatting two plates and stuff like that. It was the whole thing was the process was difficult, and so that road being made that difficult for me. If it wasn't for that, I'd still probably be I'd probably be doing the same thing, or I might have died of a heart attack. I don't right. know because uh, I just didn't know any better. I was just doing any and everything I could, uh, anabolics and and throwing that into the mix along with just 
uh, unhealthy diet practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't the smartest thing, but I was doing what I love doing. And being excellent in physical pursuits oftentimes is not healthy. No. You know, we've talked about it with different people on this podcast. healthy. Whether it be endurance sports, whether it be powerlifting, uh, weightlifting, yeah. MMA, if, if, incredibly difficult physical pursuits. If you want to try to jump up on this couch, that's totally fine. You're probably not going to hurt yourself. But as soon as it turns into a competition right, between yeah. the three of us, that's when all three of us probably get fucked yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really interesting point. Yeah. Uh, how, how hard has it been to balance performance with you know, getting thinner? Yeah, the whole thing has been tough because, you know, right away, you know, via social media, you get that instant feedback. Sometimes it's positive and sometimes <laughs> sometimes right. it's not, right? And so, um, yeah, you know, the, being strong like that defined me. Luckily for me, as I mentioned earlier, I have kids. And so the, the, my children help put everything into perspective. Um, even, you know, even having, you know, really, really great highs and really great lows over the years. When I did a 2,600-pound total um, – you know, I was at a really elite level. It felt really good. But then I went home and I had to take the garbage out. Mm-hmm. And my and my kids were there. Uh, when my brother died tragically years ago uh, from drugs and alcohol, as soon as I got the phone call from my dad, I mean, I locked myself in the bathroom for a couple minutes, fucking balled it out. And then I was like, all right, you've got to figure out how to compose myself. Got out of the bathroom. First person I saw was my daughter. And I'm like, I'm cool. You know, like shit happens. It sucks what happened to him. I can't take it back, but I still have these beautiful children. So right. because of that, that's that's always helped give me good perspective on things where I can say, you know what? Like a lot of that shit is foolish. Even when I was doing it, I kind of knew it was foolish, but I was uh, probably uh, almost too self-centered and, and too, uh, too driven and too determined to, to get the job done. What's uh what's the conditioning been like? Because, uh, you know, you're a guy who probably got accustomed to doing three movements yeah. and now to introduce back yeah. in things like the assault bike and sprinting yeah. and all this, you know, push, I see you pushing sleds a lot. Ah, it's been, it's been tough. It's been brutal. Yeah. And, uh, because of that, I uh, started up what, what I call pizza for breakfast. Pizza for breakfast is, uh, me trying to trick everybody into thinking there's actually pizza at the gym, but there's not, <laughs> we just work out at 7am and we work out really hard. <laughs> so, uh, I deemed it pizza for breakfast well, and every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we, uh, just get after it for about two hours with a lot of conditioning drills. Well, talk to me about these conditioning drills. Cause I, I had a little experience, um, this week where I thought I've been doing a lot more legs than I have maybe ever. And I thought, uh, oh, I got a little time to take a run. Not a great idea. <laughs> yeah. It was not a great idea. And I ran what is my normal short run and was hobbling back oh by the end God. of it. So what, what's the right way to combine sort of on-your-feet conditioning, aerobic, whatever it might be, as, with uh, the heavy lifting? Well, as pointed out by our president – Exercise can be very negative. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he, he lives by that. Well, he sure does, right? But it sure can be. Like there's there's stress that happens when you exercise, and so uh, you have to kind of pick your poison, and you have to understand, like, man, if I haven't really run in a long time, maybe there's something else I should be doing that's a little bit different. Um, I would advise like running a hill or running stairs, not sprinting, uh, but just running because it's going to make you run slower. Running in sand is going to force you to run slower. Um, just that impact on your body. If you it, haven't it really done it, really was in a while. the distance that got me. Yeah, it was just it was just the anaerobic, I guess, component I was getting into that yeah. hadn't done it. I ran last weekend, you know, but.
but a shorter distance. I ran a little longer time, but I've been doing still more legs. You're right. And it was just, uh-uh. Didn't well, I keep telling you, it's hard to fit. combine everything. Yeah. I think we uh, take it for granted on how hard we're pushing ourselves. Yeah, you know, yeah. We yeah. push ourselves to a ridiculous limit. You'll hit, hit a heavy deadlift one day, and the next day you, you think your body's going to function totally normal, and you should be able to hit a bench press PR, too. It doesn't work that way. Is yep. that why? Yeah. Is that yeah. why yeah. you found probably such success, at least psychologically, with uh, the war, the war on carbs and a lower carb diet? Because I found, and this is you know speculation. Correct me if if I'm wrong, but uh, talking to your brother and then talking, you know, uh, knowing the history of what happened with your other brother who passed away. Right. People I found as an addict myself, people extreme people, people who are prone to addiction, do really well with extreme ideas in dietary. Into yeah. you know, as opposed to I'm going to moderate my calories and have you know some a good 30, 40, 30 breakdown. <laughs> right. It's much easier to go fuck it. I'm not going to eat any carbs. Right. You know, has that been? Wait, kind hold of a second. A... Slow down. Addicts are extreme. They're... <laughs> slow, slow up. But I, you get I, what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's it's... what that's what worked well for me. Yeah. Uh, was uh, just having it be black I, and white. I, I think it's. I think generally in human behavior, that's true. And, yeah. and as with everyone with addicts, they're just a little more of everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So well, it's, it's almost it's almost like the daunting nature of the idea. Like I'm going to take an entire yeah. macronutrient and cut it out of my diet. It see it like the daunting aspect of it is intriguing to an addict. You know, you get yeah, kind of a yeah, buzz out of from it. it you know? yeah, yeah. I think people need to be tougher. People just need to be stronger in their in their day to day life. Period. Did you say it on the air here about you're being what about being a pussy? It's yeah. Like you're, say it again. <laughs> I want to make sure I know. I'm... Oh yeah, yeah. Your back doesn't hurt because of deadlifts. Oh, yeah, your back pussy. hurts because you're a pussy. pussy. How about the carbohydrates? <laughs> also, you know, you can't yeah. cut carbs because you're a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really think that you should try to make things. This is this. Uh, I, need, I need a coach. Go. You're a pussy. You're a pussy. I <laughs> mean. I'm more than happy, Drew. <laughs> you need to try to make things – I think people need to try to make things more difficult for themselves within reason. Cold but, showers every day? But yeah, I mean even stuff like that. I mean I think that uh, through uh, diet and through exercise or some sort of physical thing of some sort, I don't know any other way to get it. Yeah. It's not like you can get tougher business-wise. The only way you can get tougher business-wise is just to be in the act of business guess, and practice. I guess more. academically, you could like, I'm going to learn how to solve the Schrodinger equation. You know, I mean, you can yeah. push yourself academically, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, but not normal it's people. Different. People it's like you, different. maybe. Right. You know, intellectuals. Right. Fair enough. But but you bring up a good point. Does that I mean, uh, release some of the same? It can stuff. Yeah, it can. Right. If you really get into it, it takes a little more discipline from the sense because you're not doing anything i well <laughs> you know what i mean you're sitting from it's an outsider's a, point yeah. of view when i watch you it, i do think drew that you get some type of sim there's some type of similar buzz yeah you get when you're like i'm gonna go home and listen to this itunes you i combine it though i combine you know, it with activity and yeah. then i fully get the buzz oh. yeah yeah I, I, that's absolutely true i guess if you learned something too and you figured something out then that would probably yeah. give you, you a you get high, a little zing a little right board, like yeah. uh, building something or something like that our guest is mark bell the man behind What's super up? training gym and also the slingshot uh we're gonna have some video of us using the slingshot uh, hell yeah. up on doctor.com um I, my question regarding being a pussy and pain and discomfort, because I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I think whenever human beings seek comfort, you're you're, you're in a bad way. Right. But well, well, what do you mean? Whenever you choose comfort over development, you know, you know I, I think that you're whenever? making a bad decision. Yeah. I mean, like the other day, let me give you the example. We were talking about how I went up to do stand up after Whitney, yeah, 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 and Whitney yeah. Cummings just crushes, and I'm like, dude. What am I going to do? This is a woman who's at the top of her game. She produces Roseanne, the biggest show on TV. You're like, I and, have nothing to say. And and I'm going to go up and do 10 minutes of bullshit. And and every piece, every fiber of my body said, just leave. No one's going to care. It's not like I have – it's not like making any money doing this. Just get out of here. 
but I would have been seeking the comfort of doing that. And instead, I went up there and I the I road less traveled. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you measure what's pain that you should or, or discomfort that you should power through? And hey, maybe I'm about to get underneath 100 1100 pounds and yeah. crush my entire and, and body. Let me, let me refine that question even again. I, I was on oh, what's Jason's last name? Susan I was on the podcast last week. Jason uh, Momoa look Shapiro. It the, look it up on my Alice. calendar. Nova. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he, he trains um, special ops guys. Oh, right. nice. Yeah, and he goes, look, he cool. goes, what part of the problem I have is these guys get so good at overcoming pain, they'll run till they die. <laughs> right. And I was like, there is that, right? I mean, yeah. you, can, you can upregulate right. your suppression of pain or you can upregulate your experience of pain. Right. And there is sort of a sweet spot, to, probably on the high end of suppressing pain, right? You want to push yeah. through it. You're, you, you don't necessarily need tons of pain. Um, but you you do need to work on being a little tougher, and I think what ultimately happens is we're trying to uh, build habits that will be ingrained into our system that ultimately will become our willpower. And if you just rely on only willpower, you're not going to make it. Yeah. If you just rely on some speech that you heard or something you know, that you heard was inspirational, you watch some YouTube videos that are motivating and get you all fired up, you take some pre-workout and you go to the gym, a lot of times that's going to be like one day or one hour and then all of a sudden you're going to come down from that and like reality will set in and uh, the next day you're going to give yourself more excuses on why you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. But I think what we're really trying to do over a period of time is build a lot of habits. And so the habit to go in the gym and work hard, when it comes to conditioning, um, you're going to want to push yourself. You're not going to push yourself so hard that you can't recover from it. Right. Uh, part of what we're trying to do is we're trying to be better. And so when we think about just being better on a daily basis, we can only get so much better per day. Uh, you know, I always talk about just having your head down and, and having it be step by step. You've heard many people say this before. And in my gym, we, we push something called a tank. And the tank has these different levels on it. You put the tank on level three and you push into that son of a bitch and it doesn't want to move. And it looks like you have so far to go. But if you just keep pushing and keep pushing, your head is down. You just keep pushing and pushing. Next thing you know, you're there. Yeah, and great, I feel like my lifting yeah. career has been that way. Uh, people say, oh, man, you're great. Like, I want to take a picture with you. And I, I'm you know, I, I'm used to it now because it's happened over several years. But at first I was kind of like, huh? Like, what is, what is this attention for? Because I had my head down. I was just plowing forward. So, I mean, you do need to be cautious. You don't want to push past. You don't need to, you know, be so crazy about it. You don't need to be miserable either. You need to have a lot of fun while you're training. I mean, that's part of the reason why you get into it in the first place is for mental health reasons. And you want to you just feel good. But really, ultimately, I think what we're trying to do is, is build some good, healthy habits so that we have that willpower to tap into at any time we need it. Right. Jason Stapleton was the guy's name. It was nice. the podcast I was on. And the, the idea, though, of the getting accustomed to dealing with the insurmountable task right is a really important skill i think i mean you talk about grit i mean that's great right. it's like how right. do you how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time that's right um <laughs> yeah you talked about the mental health aspect i mean how how much if you if you could try and even measure it or, or expound on the level that you benefited psychologically emotionally from incredibly difficult training and pushing through and and dieting even yeah i think you know the weights have kind of always been there for me yeah um and uh they don't care about the car that you drive. They don't care about the money that you have. They don't care about what chicks you've been with or whatever. They all they you know they're just a stagnant thing, and and you you get the opportunity to try to lift more and more every single day. And so, 
you know, that's my, my focus has always been, how do I figure out how to get better? Whether it be trying to lift more weight, trying to do extra reps, um, trying to lean out more, trying to get bigger. It's always something. And for now, you know, I have different goals. And so I can allow those different goals to define me. I can at least, maybe it's uh maybe it's a little bit of bullshit I'm feeding myself, but it allows me to talk myself into doing something a little bit different for a while. It was the same, it's the same conversations I've had with myself when I was getting up to 330 pounds. Uh, I would, you know, convince myself that this was the right way to do things. Now I have the same conversations in coming back down. It's okay to let go of those weights. It's okay to not push you know, 500 pounds for reps on a bench press. Yeah. You know, it's okay to have lost some of that strength. It's okay you're going after something else. Anytime you chase after one thing, something else is going to – there's going to be less of it. Yeah, and it's hard, I think, sometimes – to even level with yourself, but I certainly see a lot of people that want to have it all. They want to gain. Yeah. They want to gain twenty pounds of their bench press and get leaner and get bigger all right. at the same time and run a quicker sprint, whatever it may be. Uh, is that part of the? I guess the burden of becoming an, a fitness celebrity right. is that you're getting people nonstop trying to ask you <laughs> to to give them instructions yeah. on how to do the impossible. Yeah, I think people do want to see me hit a big lift. You know, I, I've you know have done seminars and stuff and talked about motivating things and things like that. But ultimately your actions are truly what motivate people. Usually it's not something that you say. Normally it's something that you do. And you look at the people that dominate social media. Um, well, some, some of them are people who haven't done a, a whole lot, I guess you could say, but there are a lot of them that have done something. They lifted a heavy object or they're in really good shape and they, and they captured a, a huge audience. So I think, uh, not having the ability to be as physical uh, is a huge threat to um, what I'm trying to build and what I'm trying to do. Definitely yeah. is, but um, I, I, I'm an inventor. I, I've created products. I have three U.S. patents, and that is something I can hang my hat on. I'm not just another meathead. Yeah, I'm somebody that has uh, – I fought, I have had to fight through a lot of adversity, and I had to reinvent myself many times over. And, and I kind of look at – you look at the career of uh, like Metallica or something. My, my favorite group is Metallica. You know, a lot of these bands and a lot of these um, – a lot of these guys have to reinvent themselves over the years. And uh, even like when, when uh, Metallica put out the Black Album forever ago, they received a lot of criticism for it. They received a lot of criticism that they had uh, uh, music videos and different things because Metallica was against all that shit for a long time. You're, you're going to have a lot of criticism. You're going to have a lot of flack. But in the end, it's going to be it's, – it's only going to be for a short period of time. It's going to be you – know, it's going to be just for a minute until you make that transition to the next thing. I'm sure you've dealt with it a ton of times. Oh, my God, yes. And strangely, I just was reading about the founder of Reddit this morning whose favorite band was Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wanted, nothing, they wanted nothing to do with that. Right? It's an easy choice. It's, I mean if you really think about it. Like people like to come up with all these lofty ideas. I was thinking about Super Bowl performers the other day. I was having this argument about how they pick terrible – Super Bowl performers, and I said the last time they really picked someone that I thought was appropriate was Springsteen, mm. and he nailed it. I said how they don't pick Metallica because even my mom, yeah. who hates metal and shit, she knows Enter Sandman, and you can hear it, <laughs> and they're great performers, and yeah. they do the fireworks, and people who watch football, it, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I always thought they should be on there too. Um, what uh, what was it like? I mean, I, I can't even imagine what it must have been like to think I'm going to start a real high level fitness facility. And I'm going to have my own gym, and 
I'm going to start it from nothing and then end up having a free facility. It doesn't, I mean, it just a free facility. Yeah. Phil drew in on, on super training in your gym up North. <laughs> yeah. Super training gym is free. Um, from the time I was a kid and, uh, started messing around in different gyms, trying to sneak in, trying to figure out, uh, how to pay my dues at the gym. I, I was like the moment I get an opportunity one day, I'm going to have a free gym. And, uh, it took me a long time, uh, to be able to provide that. But part of the thing in powerlifting, uh, a lot of people that powerlift, it's a hobby that, that takes a lot of time. And a lot of these guys and girls don't have a lot of dough. And so I was like, at some point, I want to be able to try to make this free. Now, my team was, like, terrified. They're like, you're going to make the gym fucking free? Like, what are you doing? There's going to be an influx of people coming through the door. There's going to be a shitload of people coming in. And I was like, don't worry about it. This sport's too hard. There won't, it, won't, it won't end up being like that. And it turned out that I was right. There's Powerlifting is very difficult. It takes a long time to gain strength. Pe- people don't want the long story. They want the short one. They want the easier way out. They want the thing that's gonna that they're gonna immediately feel good. You can't even like you can't even get a feel for heavy weights. You have to practice for a long time until you get to a certain level. Then you can start to kind of lift those heavier weights and even get the same feeling as somebody else that's been powerlifting for a while. So um, it was something I wanted to do for a long time. And one of the guys in the gym, uh, the gym used to be 125 bucks a month, and I used to have to kind of chase after everybody, and I hated it because uh, I was their coach and their friend, and now here I am chasing them down for money. And it never felt right, and I hated the fact that uh, once somebody pays you for something, then then you have to do shit for them. So that was another side of it. I was like, I don't want to fucking have to be here for these guys all the time. I don't want to have to be on their clock. I, I did a lot of personal training when I was younger and stuff too. And a friend of mine told me, he's like, the reason why you hate that is because you're working for other people. And I'm like, oh my God, you're fucking right. I never even, I never even thought about that. Right. And I wasn't. I thought I was an independent contractor, but I was still working for whoever paid me. And so I was like, if I just sever this, if I just get rid of this, I'll have bandwidth to do a lot of other shit with my life. And it was at that moment that I started creating the slingshot and a lot of the other products around it and uh, was able to really monetize my business. And one of the guys in the gym said, dude, what are you doing making the gym free? Don't you kind of need the cash? Don't you need the dough and stuff like that? You're driving around in the shitbox car and everything. And I was like, it's like, yeah, I kind of need it, but I'm making the gym free so I can be rich. Yeah. And he, he was somebody that understood me for a long time. And he was like, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I know what you mean. And it's worked out to be the way it worked out. What is it, what, Break that down for me, the idea that you were making the gym free so that you could be rich in turn. Yeah, so the idea was, hey, look, the more that I fucking give, the more that I'm going to get. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, 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 love, I love being able to give information. I love being able to share information with people. Um, it, I know some people, like, uh, say that it makes them feel good knowing other people are making progress. And obviously, like, those things make me feel good. Um, but it, it just it makes me feel good. To, it helps me learn. It helps me be a better coach. and helps me be a better person. When I can learn about your perspective, uh, then I have to gain your trust to even have you moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. When it comes to diet and it comes to nutrition, um, this is why a lot of books will fail because the person may not be connected to whoever wrote the book. Obviously, if you follow what's in the book, it'll probably work. But you're not going to follow something blindly from somebody that you don't know. And so I like have I like to have that personal connection with people, and the more I can teach people in person for free, and the more people I can reach, uh, the better it be- better benefits me in a lot of ways. Uh, tell us about the slingshot, and like how, first off, how it came about, and I mean, because to me it seems like 
science fiction, the idea that you would have an invention and then it becomes a real thing. I don't even know how you make that transition yeah. from like an idea in your mind to a real patent and, and product. And patent application is no small process no, it's the worst. It's a big deal. Yeah, it took like four years to get the patent for the slingshot. You know, uh, when it comes to um, – I've been a little bit of a savant when it comes to these things. I've like I used to play around with knee wraps and and all the different bench shirts and squat suits and all these different things that different companies made. So I was real obsessed with the material. I was real obsessed with how things felt, how things stretched, how things moved, how they worked, and everything. And so um, I, I was training. I tore my pec, and uh, I was like, "Fuck, man!" You know, I, I was training so good, everything was going perfect, and now I'm now I'm jacked up. Now I can't do the meet. Well, I still wanted to compete. I still wanted to hit the meat. And uh, the biggest the biggest issue was that was that I fucking tore my pec. And so it took me it took me a few weeks. I started thinking about it a little bit more. And um, I was training in my gym one day, and I was like, I had a t shirt halfway over uh, over my body and not over my head yet. So it was on both arms, but not over my head right. yet. And I laid back on the bench, and I and I benched with this t shirt that was wrapped up around my elbows. And I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "That." that I'm took messing a, with it right now. I was like, "That it's took good. away the that took away the pain from my from my chest." It also feels like it's displacing a little bit of the. Uh, I'm, I've got a bad shoulder, and I, and I feel like it's working it a little bit in a, yeah. in a way that it, <laughs> the rotator cuffs kind of work in a way that doesn't Absolutely. normally get worked in a in a in a pec press. Absolutely, yeah. I I did not design it for all the different benefits that it has. It just turned out that way. Uh, I designed it to specifically That's help crazy. me for almost. So it uh, definitely, it definitely puts a limit on the the depth of your. You just got to try a push up. You just got to go for it. All right, all right. Drew's gonna no more being a pussy, Doctor Drew. <laughs> no more being a pussy, Doctor Drew. Let's go. Let's get some push ups in this slingshot. Quote of the here. century. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Try a couple reps. Keep banging them out. There you go. Good. The lower the lower down that you go, uh, the more stretch you'll get from the slingshot. Doctor Drew's banging out push-ups all day. The glasses are still staying it's on. Really He's impressive. Still, you know, hair's perfect. Mark, I don't know if you know this. Doctor Drew's seventy-six years old. I mean, so it's Holy incredibly impressive. That he... I thought he was in his eighties. Yeah, <laughs> that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, I I hurt myself basically is how I invented the product. I started coming up with a bunch of different ideas. All of them were shitty. Um, none of them really worked. And then, um, I was started talking to my wife about it. I talked to my dad about it. I talked to my brother about it. And over a period of time, I realized like, Hey, you know what? There's only one person that can be able to help you with this. And that was me. Yeah. I had to like literally just rely on whatever information I had. And I was like, you know what? I think if I made it out of like a wrist wrap or knee wrap type material, that it would work really well. And then from there, and I think this is something that everyone should try to do, anybody that's got an invention, use the resources that you have. We have so many resources around us that we don't think about. And, you know, it used to be, what, seven degrees of, of separation, yeah, they used to two. say? Yeah. yeah, now it's, yeah, it's like a, a, a fucking message away on uh, Instagram. Do you, do you have anything for over, anything over the head? No, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Otherwise, it would have, like, a cutout over, over your head. Well, I'm wondering like if there's something that, yeah. that could stretch behind you know, your neck uh, or something. Some people have used it for overhead press work. And they, well, that's and what I was thinking. And they've liked it quite a bit, but I never really if, tried if it you could, if you could limit it to the forearm, I feel like if it would yeah. it would sort you of You might work have to pull it. Yeah. You could try to pull it way yeah. up on the bicep, but then it might, like, get in your face or something like or that. Or if it were, you know what? You know, I, I just invented it for you. Just make it longer. Just make a longer version, mm. and then it will stretch behind your neck. 
Oh, like behind your back? Yeah, for a behind the back. You know, not, to... not not with a behind the back bar, but let the, right, let right. the thing slip behind your back. Ah. And then just keep it a much longer. We'll have to we'll have to try to try it out. Yeah, I think that would work. Use just the same thing, but longer. But but maybe twice as long. Maybe 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 a third again as long, like that. Mm. I feel like then it would just it would nicely limit this kind of movement. I got to keep trying new shit yeah. out all the time, so our, I'll give it a shot. Our big idea, Drew and I, we have the best. I think the best idea. A clear toilet. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, it's like, Mike's like, oh, yes, let's do this. <laughs> or I want a camera at the bottom of my toilet that it gives a readout in front, so I can just watch my shit coming out. Did you hear the producer? That's a mode? good idea. But what about a what about a thing that takes a picture of you like you're on a ride? Like while you're oh, taking yeah, your like, shit. Oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it gets that face and it sends it to all your friends right that's away. That's a great, that's a great idea. Yeah, with like the, like the poop could be like a smaller picture, <laughs> picture in picture, giving you full, you know, full information. And then some Disney it. characters around the outside. <laughs> we, I, I noticed, I'd, I'd see all these Nicorette packages, mm. oh, uh, yeah. empty Nicorette packages at, at Gold's Gym in Venice uh, from all the like fitness People are models. Using for and, training and shit. And not only for a training boost, but for, for fat loss because of right. appetite suppression. Uh, you know what? I'm talking to a guy that the guy at Caltech group is working on this. I, uh, Drew and I want to make uh, appetite suppressant slash fat loss pill, that, mm. the first on the supplement market that includes nicotine. Yeah, I, I've heard that idea before. Um, it, it can't be done anymore. Why? There's something about the way the, the, these guys were telling me. I talked to them. They they slipped something in through the FDA that allowed for them to put it in for an over the counter product that you can no longer mm. use. Nicotine is, is is it's been reclassified or something. Oh. A friend so of mine uh, named uh, John Kiefer. Uh, oh, Kiefer, he's, he's, he's a car- carb backloading guy. Yeah, yeah. carb backloading, carb night guy. Uh, he, wrote, he I have a magazine called Power Magazine, and he, he used to write for the magazine. And the last article that he wrote was about nicotine. Mm-hmm. And my wife's like, we can't run this. Why not? Because we were like, what is what is this? That, you know, using... Uh, Nicotine's nic- harmless. I, I know, I know. But my but my, it has such a bad, almost a taboo. It it's a, a, it's a, I argue, wasn't that with you when I was arguing with a cardiologist about it? Yep, uh, it, was, it was on the air at KBC. It was so shocking to it me. It was my bad, a bad stigma. So my wife's like, we're not going to run it. And I was like, I, I think what he's saying is, is backed by science. I don't know. Yeah. Well, let, let us see that article if you don't mind. Let yeah, I think yeah. I own it. It's the nicotine... Declassified by John Kiefer. Is, uh, what is carb backloading? What's that? Carb backloading is a, a great idea. It's it's essentially a play, you know. And Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. It's essentially a play on a low carb diet. You go a certain phase of, of deple- carb depletion, complete carb depletion. Then you start to reintroduce carbs, but only at night and your your last meal of the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, his belief is that by backloading your carbs, it uh, better you could stay in ketosis early in the day and get all the benefits while then supplementing glycogen later at night and, uh, and getting the benefits sense. of that. You know? Just it's a prolonged fast after after Right. It was kind of along those lines, but what he was kind of uh pitching to everybody is that you could eat like cheesecake at night and stuff like that. And it was for a lot of people it was turning into people just kinda of going hog wild and, yeah, and eating yeah. all kinds of no, uh, no. Eating all kinds of junk, but he he's you know he had a lot, he's got a lot of good principles. He's got carb night and carb backloading, and I think the carb backloading was also a little bit more from a performance perspective, mm. which I tell everybody all the time is is different. You know, if you're trying to perform at a really high level, if you're just trying to be in better shape, look better, be healthier, a ketogenic diet, in my opinion, is superior. You know, yeah. I know there's a lot of research that shows that you know a lot of other diets can work, but in my opinion. If we're going to be able to fight obesity, if we're going to be able to fight what's going on with a lot of our children, I think uh, that it has to be done through at least some extreme reduction of carbohydrates. People are just eating way too many carbs. I would agree with you, and I think especially if you're doing a lot of resistance training. 
That's right. what it optimizes. The benefits are optimized. Yeah, I think it, I think which it all everyone should be doing resistance training. Everyone should be. Yeah. yeah. The thing that scares me the most is is our kids. You know, watching what kids eat. You know, you know kids what, are what's interesting? So much fucking sugar. Yeah. What's interesting is when I got on this diet a couple of weeks in, I started looking at some of the ads that are out there. You know, for the chocolate chip cookie slurpy slur- slurry whatever i'm like yeah. ugh, it looks actually like this is like disgusting but i thought right. oh my god people are eating that crap all day yeah, yeah. And, and when you're on a ketogenic diet and this is something that people won't believe is that you lose a lot of those cravings you know and that, that lost, happened for all, me all of them yeah happened which is for unheard him. of for yeah me. I don't, you know you know me yeah I, I I I can resist anything right now because I'm like nah. Drew's Drew was at least I don't want to say is was like about like a drunk frat guy <laughs> in that you he they bring in donuts or cake into the radio station and I go oh well, that that looks delicious but that you know what are you gonna do it's, right and Drew's like ah oh, ah oh, what why are they doing this to me oh, I can't um well what am I uh, Heroin and, and then three minutes later, I see, I see him over there just putting in forked loads. And he just crushed it. He can't, yeah, he can't do Not it. Not crushing it. Chip, no, chip, chip away. Chip, 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 chip away. Chip. Not crushing. But, you know, talking to Drew on the phone yesterday, and uh, he's saying he, he doesn't even have those yeah. Doesn't even have those cravings anymore. He doesn't even want to have ketogenic-friendly sweets. You know, right. I told him, like, get some uh, heavy whipping cream. Yeah. Throw in some I'm, stevia. Some the, I, I, I might do the heavy whipping cream because I miss my coffee. I miss yeah. stuff in my coffee. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking. But I think uh, the ketogenic diet, I think, you know, again, just uh, your body's producing ketones. As you were mentioning earlier, it's like I don't think there's like magic going on. Like like the ketones, uh, they th- somebody could probably argue, you probably show some science that maybe you can eat more on a ketogenic diet. But it probably wouldn't be like some crazy amount more. Right. Um, I don't know what the research would even show on something like that or if they've tested well, a lot of that. eat more to what and to achieve what? I mean – I just noticed it has pushed me more anabolic, yeah. muscular anabolic. Right. You know, it's, yeah, it's still yeah. weight. It's still putting it into storage, you know, right. what, what I'm taking in. Yeah. Uh, but it's not going where it used to go. Right. That, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I think, you know, just your body producing those ketones and running off of those ketones, the diet will help perpetuate itself where other diets don't really tackle the main thing, which is we don't have any control over what we eat. Right, I feel We're like out of the fat. There's something interesting about the fat. I think so, it's just so satiating that it it's helps. Satiating, you. but I feel like I'm using them in novel ways when I, the, as yeah. compared to if I run a lot of carbs. I, I'm pretty sure that if you eat just fat, it almost doesn't even like register as a meal in your body, like your insulin, your glucose. Yeah, I think they're completely unaffected. But I feel like I'm using them for something, probably yeah. energy source and other things. But like it, like it's right. like has it been a Have shift? Have you messed with testing t- your ketones at all or anything? like no, that? No, I'm not done any of that. I, yeah. I don't feel like I'm in ketosis. Is something I I associate with hunger, and so yeah. it's hard for me to imagine I'm in ketosis because I'm not hungry. Which yeah, is I don't. Weird. You don't have to be hungry to be in ketosis. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, I mean, checking your ketones can help you just kind of know how like far in you are and yeah. whatever. But it doesn't really make any difference. I don't think. Break down the the war on carbs. Is it just simply that? Just stop eating them, or is there is there more to it? I mean, have you found there to be other outside benefits? Is there little tip, tips and tricks that you have for people? Without giving everything away. Yeah, I I give it all away. I don't care. In the mid-90s, you know, when I started to read read more about uh, ketogenic-style diets, the first book I came across was Dan Duchesne's Body Opus. I tried to get Drew to get it. I got an old used copy. Fucking amazing. It's awesome. Amazing. Unbelievable information. And when I started to learn about that stuff, um, that had a huge impact on me. And that that kind of – What stuff was that? What was in there? 
Uh, well, so, I mean, that was the first, my first introduction to that, hey, man, you're eating way too many carbs. Yeah. Uh, I was a kid at the time, and I was trying to get big for football, and I weighed like 240. I was like 16 years old. Damn. And big my, boy. Yeah. My oldest brother was like, dude, you're getting fat. And I was like, no, I'm jacked. He's like, no, you're getting fat. <laughs> and I'm like, he's fuck, he's right. I am getting fat. And so I started to look into some diet stuff. And uh, uh, my brother was hooked up with a guy named Ron Fedko, who's a power lifter, who was also touting a ketogenic diet. And we started kind of kicking some of that information around. We started messing with it. And next thing you know, we tried a ketogenic diet. You know, So for me, the war on carbs basically ended up being a, a ketogenic diet in a sense um, but I, I traditionally will eat a little bit more protein. I don't count calories. Uh, I don't weigh my food. I don't pee on sticks. I don't check my blood for ketones. I've done some of those things just so I knew knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I don't think you have to do any of those things. The only thing that I weigh is myself. And uh, I either eat more or eat less depending on how uh, far that's moving. And if it's moving in the right direction, the direction I want it to move in. But the War on Carbs book... The huge difference between that book and a lot of the other keto books, there's not a, it's not a massive difference. The main difference is you eat more protein. The other thing is that um, there's not a there's not a cheat meal in there because I didn't want to write anything about you know just I think <clears throat> I think you allow that stuff to happen when it's supposed to happen and you try to gain control. We're trying to gain control of our entire life. We're not trying to just gain control through this small window of of, of nutrition trying to gain control in your activities, trying to gain control in our actions. Um, I'm guilty of all these different things that, that everyone's guilty of nowadays where you're zooming in on girls' butts on Instagram and all these things, but I'm also married. Yeah. So it's like you start to kind of think about these things. You're like, man, I just keep falling in these fucking rabbit holes all day. Who the fuck am I? I'm preaching one thing and I end up doing another. And so I'm trying to be strong in as many aspects as I can without being a fucking monk or whatever, right? Without being so weird about it. No, you're, no, you're, you're saying... Trying to walk the walk, you yeah. Know, walk absolutely. the walk. Trying to live a certain kind of life, and that people find happiness leading a certain kind of life. Right, they do, and it makes me the feel reason. Good. With the reason that we've had those value sort of um, axioms for thousands of years, yeah, because that does help people. They do yeah. better that way. And nobody's d- perfect, but they do nobody's better. perfect. Right. Yeah. And so I usually just say, hey, you know, let let the cheat meal just happen. You know, if. Uh, if you're getting together because it's somebody's birthday or something and, and you really value that person, that's really a big deal to you, then then go ahead. You know, you've been 20 days on the diet. You lost right. five pounds. You right. lost 10 pounds. Well, I can go yeah. ahead and enjoy yourself. And uh, the whole time I've been on the diet, I've I lost over 100 pounds from, from the start, from my heaviest, 330 pounds down to 230 pounds. How long pounds. ago was that? Um, well, the, that, that time span of that amount of weight How long was, been on it? was been on over – uh, more recently, I lost seventy pounds, and that's been in about eight months, nine months, so something, eight months, something like that. Hey, we have yeah. some questions. Is, yeah. can I ask you guys this? Absolutely, sort of supplement questions. I don't know if there's much to say about these things, but it's from Dominic. Uh, nitric oxide. He wants to know about nitric oxide. Is that something that people NO two? <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's I a think waste people. Of money, but yeah, what, what are think, they doing? How are they taking it? And usually in pre workout supplements. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think people are, are – They're actually uh, taking nitric oxide? No, it comes in, in powdered supplements. It's not nitrous oxide. It's, it's, NO, it's, it's what they package as NO2. It's, it's basically a derivative of like a B Arginine and things like to Yeah, to but increase. NO2, that, that is a massive misconception of how the biology works. Yes. It's about the NO2 released from neurons that create the vascular changes. NO2 itself circulating. I don't know what the hell that does. 
probably gets chewed up in three seconds. Well, usually what what happens is uh, a lot of these products will have stuff that will almost give you like a rash or a skin burning sensation because they want you to feel it. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, I think certain B vitamins do that. What's the Di- one? Like- Di- uh, uh, niacin. 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 So it'll have some stuff like that. That's. I just think that people are looking at that. Uh, you know that that one percent or two percent yeah. of stuff that just doesn't really matter. What about much. creatine? No, I don't, I don't think supplements – I honestly don't think they make a big difference. The one thing I will say about supplements, if you take them and you feel like you're on a regimen because of them, then continue to take them. Yeah. You know, if you take your vitamins in the morning, you, you have your protein shake and you, you got stuff set and it, and it helps you stay on your diet, then yeah. I'd say fucking take them. DHEA might have some – some effects, yeah, and but the yeah, you're, you're, talking, you're talking about like a, a certain segment of society, and again, what what are those effects? Are you talking about effects like that are going to be so noticeable that it's really worth the money? Yeah, probably not. Maybe yeah. to someone like you, but not really to the average person. Let so, me just say, he wants apple cider vinegar, green coffee extract, white kidney bean extract, chromium. Yeah, all like that. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, stop it. Well, yeah, I yeah, think- I'm a big believer in the apple cider vinegar. A because it tastes great, and B it does. It's got it's got proven effects on your insulin sensitivity and stuff like that. But go to Whole Foods, buy some buy some insulin, uh, some apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Like the idea that you have to buy pills or go to get a supplement for it. Go get some olive oil, get some apple cider vinegar, put it on your salad. You get you know. There that's you my take. I don't know. Okay. Some of the stuff is uh, you know it's it's minor. You know it's like uh, somebody really super worried about getting a tan. You know, yeah. getting a tan makes kind of everybody look better, and it it, it it works. But just just get in better shape, you yeah. know. <laughs> don't don't worry about these other things. Don't worry about these external things with supplements and stuff like that. I think they can be implemented, and sometimes they can help bridge the gap uh, because sometimes our diets are a little different. I had a Quest bar on the way here. Yeah, I'm normally not not going to eat a lot of protein bars or, or do that kind of thing, but. Um, here and there it's like you want a little break from the monotony um i make a product called keto pro which is a a, a ketogenic uh protein powder and i just like the flavor of it so like it's not doing anything magical it's not doing anything special i'd probably have better results without it but by taking it it helps me to stay on my diet and helps me stay in my lane so if you take something and you really like it and you you don't need to take advice from me on me telling you that what you already feel works for you doesn't work Right, <laughs> right. No, it's a. That's I'm a not here point. to mess up your fucking sandcastle. What is what is your take on? Uh, because I know, like your Keto Pro has uh, whey protein isolate in it. Things like whey protein isolate and, and essential amino acids have been yeah. shown. It's some it's some people like to get really geeky about it, and it might kick you out of ketosis because right, it's right. insulogenic. What are, what are your feelings? Yeah, I never really worry about stuff like yeah. that. I, I really don't. I, I think what are we truly worried about? Again, we're worried about the word control. Mm-hmm. We're, we're trying to gain control. And so if we're just trying to gain control, uh, I don't think we can uh, really fuck ourselves over with too many rules. Um, when you think about uh, – you talked about keto snacks. Um, I, I like um, uh, Rule.me is a website that I like a lot. Rule.me has a lot of great information on tons of different keto snacks that you can get. You can make a keto cheesecake that tastes really good. You can make keto ice cream, keto burritos. I mean, a list goes on and on of those different keto pancakes. So rather than you sitting there being like, man, I'd love to demolish a stack of pancakes, why not, you know, if you're on a ketogenic diet, why not make that stack of pancakes and demolish them and continue on your diet, stay on your diet, stay on your plan. Um, what was the other one? Oh, Fathead Pizza. 
You guys ever have fathead pizza? No, what's that? Fucking out of this world. It's um, there's two different ways of making it. Sometimes they do it with cauliflower, and which sounds gross, but it actually works. The cauliflower crust. Yep. Oh, they're awesome. And other times they'll make it with uh, almond flour. Uh, or or there's a there's now a broccoli, right? A broccoli crust. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes these things, you know, they, they kind of will mess up your stomach a little bit because the fiber content will be through the roof. Super high, yeah. But if you're craving that kind of stuff, it's kind of worth shitting your pants over. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I've said the same thing about certain pussy. You know what worth, I'm saying? We're shitting your pants. It made you shit your, your pants? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the, we're talking. I've heard of throwing up. But these not are some really. Back to, back to cauliflower pizza. I have one downstairs <laughs> if you guys want one. Whoa. Oh, really? I do. I, I don't. Think... I don't tr- it looks so carby. I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't trust it. Seriously. Uh, your carbs are hidden in everything. Yeah. If you're on this diet, that's the one thing you notice. It's like it's hidden everywhere. Yeah. And if you're really trying to What's be What's your cutoff point if you look at a label? Like if it says two or three, you're like, I'm out. Out. Here. out. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for zero. <laughs> but if it says one, I might, uh, yeah. I might go for it. But I uh, I really appreciate you coming on the uh, on the podcast. Where can people find you? First off, yep, Mark Smelly Bell on Twitter and Instagram. I know that. That's right. The YouTube channel really is uh, also it's an, an incredible wealth of uh, not only entertainment but information. Um, what what is Super the- Training 06. Uh, there's tons of information there, and then obviously you can find me on my podcast, uh, Mark Bell's Power Project, powerproject.live, if you want to check us out. And if people want the slingshot, it's uh, where do they go to? MarkBellSlingshot.com. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, what do you say you show Dr. Drew how to deadlift and not I, be a bitch? No, not deadlift. I want to. You're, you're, we're going to work with that slingshot. Yeah. Oh, what? Wait, the producer's got to know. We'll show him all kinds of stuff. All right. What's that? Well, I was going to mention that Hydrolyte has a new code. So, oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, go ahead, please do. So, um, you know, obviously, go to drdrew.com, click on the banners, tell friends. But if you want to go straight to hydrolite.com slash drdrew, you can click on the code and put in Dr. Drew 18. Or is it, DR, or is it yes. Drew 18? Where's well, the I'm last on? time you did it was Dr. Drew 18. So, okay. Well, I, the jury's out. Try both of them. You will get a discount. 30%. Also, 30% discount. Yeah, 30% off. And you can, you know, get. Who's making these rules up? That's well, it also gives this us credit great, for great. selling it because it is. We're going to give you some as a parting gift today oh, because it's great. Stuff. Everyone needs this a zero. There's a zero carb, it, zero sugar one. That's very tasty. Very well, it's it's it is four times the electrolytes of a sports drink. Awesome, and it's it's what I would use if I needed to rehydrate somebody. Like I was looking for an IV, couldn't do it. Right. I'd use this enterally. And we're reading the emails That's that awesome. you sent in, and shit. so if you want also an, a weekly email rema- reminder with a link to the show, go to drdude.com slash contact, and also go to iTunes and give us five stars and say something nice about us because we really want Drew to be uh, Mike to be successful <laughs> on this. Shouldn't care about me. <laughs> This is Mike's show, and it's going to be well, great. Yeah, but the big the big sell is that you have a real physician too. I mean, not, there's a million fitness podcasts. Mm. The idea of having a, a real physician who also is buff, and you're producing it, so, and you're doing a great job, and we really appreciate you taking the time to do that, Mike, because well, I'm learning a lot. Uh, we we'd be nothing without our faithful real producer Susan Pinsky. Everybody, just take the time and Michelle put your hands together. Oh, and Michelle, beautiful Michelle Poe. But thanks for bringing Mark in. Yeah, of course, really Mark, dude. Seriously, it was a it was a real it was a real treat, man, dude. Thank yeah. you so He's much. He's been talking about this for a long time. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna go. go downstairs with James Preston Rogers. Get you guys and to yourself. Sacramento sometime. Check out that's, super training. See, once we get check like, out the facility. Once we get some big sponsor money, yeah. coming through. A hydrolyte needs to fly us to Sacramento. Yeah, <laughs> because I, Doctor Drew and I at super training. That's I mean, come on, everyone. Yeah, we can all agree. Fantastic. That's the video. 
I want to mention our friends at Bergamot Sport, a supplement that provides all the cardiovascular benefits of the original Bergamot, but with additional additives designed to aid athletes and those with active lifestyles. Bergamot Sport is recommended and used by professional and college athletes throughout the world, helps them improve stamina, reduce recovery time, and muscle inflammation. Bergamot Sport is informed sport certified, so athletes can feel confident that it's all natural and it has been banned substance tested. But even if you're not a pro athlete or just getting a workout once a week or so, Bergamot Sport is still worth a try. It can help you work out harder, recover easier, without worrying about being sore or tired the next day. I've used the products myself. I've recommended them to patients. We use them in our family. And I've done so just as physicians and cardiologists around the world have done. And Bergamot Plus is excellent for what's called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which has just passed all other forms of liver disease in terms of causing cirrhosis. So it's something that is... So it's something that is a major health issue presently and needs to be paid attention to. For a limited time, our listeners can save 10% on their order by entering code DRDREW at checkout. That is D-R-D-R-E-W, all one word. Try Bergamot Sport for yourself. Visit bergamot.com, that is B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T.com, or just click the Bergamot banner at drdrew.com. Hey everybody, it is the Swole Patrol Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Catherwood and Dr. Drew is at Dr. Drew, of course. Join the email list today. Send your questions at drdrew.com slash contact and put Swole at the top of the email so we can get your comments. And this will get you a weekly email reminder with a link to this show and all the great shows that Dr. Drew and I do and all the shows that Dr. Drew does by himself and, of course, with Adam Carolla, the great ace man. Please tell a friend and subscribe on iTunes. Don't forget to rate us five stars. And on Podbean or Google Play, all three help us out. We also are on YouTube slash Dr. Drew, and I uh, hope you can give us all your comments, even if they're if you're a troll and you want to destroy our feelings and our emotions. Support our sponsors and the show. Click on the banners on drdrew.com for the links to, uh, to products. For special discounts for the products, Dr. Drew and I endorse 100%. Send questions and comments to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Swole Patrol Podcast, or on Twitter at Swole Patrol Pod. Also, browse drdrew.com for the This Life podcast that I co-host on occasion and all the other shows available like uh, Adam and Dr. Drew and the This Life podcast. A lot of great stuff. Um, don't forget to check me out on uh, K-Rock in the mornings on the Kevin and Bean Show. And uh, be good. Be swole. Hashtag Swole Patrol.